thanks for joining us again. Jared, Scream 6. We finally got there. Mm-hmm. Doing gangbusters at the box office. Yep. It'll be a really interesting discussion here because um, I enjoyed Scream 2022 and I did watch it prior to going to see it. Yep. So I wanted to get in the mindset and, and how I felt about this kind of requel type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I enjoyed. I think we both enjoyed Scream 2022 quite a bit. So yeah, be interesting to discuss where how this one goes. But let's get to what we've been watching. I watched the Last of Us finale. Yep, brilliant, nailed it. Gave me exactly what I hoped they'd give me. Good. It it delivered really well, and I actually have interest in a second season. Even though I kind of felt like, eh, let's just finish it. You know, let's, let's have one season and leave yeah, it there. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. But I feel like the second game, although not as good, still has some nice elements that could be mined. And I think if these guys take the same approach and go slightly off the, the beaten path with it, that it'll be still pretty good. Yeah. That's my hope. Where are you sitting at? I finished episode four. So I'm uh, just doing my usual podcast roundup. What did you take of, part um, five What would you take on episode three? Oh, excellent! Absolutely outstanding. One of the best. Sort of, I think it was what about an hour and fifteen. Yeah. In the whole run of it, one of the best episodes of TV I've watched in a long time. Yeah. I just took a chance it, too. So to me, that's not what the game gives you. No. But to take a chance and go slightly different, and go away from the main storyline. Yeah. And attaches to a character who's minimal in the game. Very minimal. And, and do I that remember, with it, I like, thought it was great. I, I, it's been a little while since I've played the game. I, I, I did two full play playthroughs of the game, mm. and I'd kind of I remembered the name, but I was like, "Fuck, how does this play out again?" And then when you go to the game and you read it, you're like, "Well, that was pretty pretty interesting in the game, but to add the fucking depth to that." And make the changes they did in this episode of TV, just to highlight the little things that are worth living for, and kind of putting that as a counterpoint. Someone who was a, very much like Joel, who allowed himself to open up a little bit and things like that. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, just really good stuff. Phenomenal stuff. Episode four is is again, it was pretty good, but episode three was such a high that it was almost inevitable that it was going to be a little bit of a dip in yeah. in some ways, yeah. but. Again, some interesting things, throwing Mel- Melanie Linsky in there in a, yep. a character that wasn't in the game. That kind of got me intrigued a yep. little bit. So I, I like that too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing where it's going. Okay. Now, I watched Paradise Lost, The Child Murders of Robin Hood Hills. Phenomenal piece of documentary work. Mm-hmm. The first one is is a genuine, classic, true crime documentary. Yeah. Probably the almost like the granddaddy almost of it the all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well done. Just the fact that they kind of let it play out. Yeah. There's minimal manipulation to it. There's a lot of depth, and it covers yeah. from the arrest to the outcome of the trial. Yeah, and as they kind of say, they didn't really know what they were getting into. They no. weren't there to necessarily uncover anything. It was just, we'll follow the trial and fucking yeah. get around a little bit. I will say this, though, Jared. I, I genuinely had nightmares about those, seeing that police footage of those little boys. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever get over that. No, ever. I wasn't, as I said to you, when I think, because I watched them about a year or sometime in the last sort of two years, 
And I remember saying to you, I've, I wasn't fucking prepared for that. I was yeah. fucking unsettled from the start by seeing that. And just, I'm the same. It's kind of something you just don't kind of get past. I mean, I remember being unsettled by seeing that footage of Vic Morrow mm. in um, Cursed Films. And yeah, that was yeah. from a distance. Yeah. You couldn't really see what happened. Yeah. You Initially just... in this one, I was like, is that what I think it is? Yeah. And I was fucking shocked that they yeah. just showed it and, and stayed on it. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I, I'll never watch it again. Mm. Like, I just can't see myself watching the documentary again, as good as it is, because I think that, that that sort of material is just so hard to look at. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I watched the sequel, which, I, as I told you before, I, I was really disappointed. Unhappy. Um, yeah. I felt like he could have pared it down to 90 minutes. It's also two and a half hours. Yeah. But I just feel like there's nowhere near as much because we don't get the inside of the trial. They wouldn't allow it, mm. which is fair enough because they probably felt like, hang on, yeah, we gave them way too much access initially. And all the cops in the first one were just like, fuck, we better not do that again. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and they filled the time with people that I didn't... I, 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 one in particular? <laughs> one guy in particular. I think Byers, Mark Byers, is just a fucking lunatic. And yeah. not in a good way. Like I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that Byers is a, a, a genuine suspect. Yeah. Genuine suspect. And he is. They're, to me, yes, he is a, a genuine suspect. Did he do it? I don't know. Did he have a motive to do it? Yeah. It seems like it. Mm. Judged on by what's being said. But his behaviour is just way out there. Yeah. He, he has got a mental health problem. Yes. And unfortunately, they spend way too much time with him. Because well, he's, he's the guy... Now, he? I think he's dead now. Yeah. He's the guy who turns up to everything. Yeah. Like, have you noticed that? He's, yes. he's, he's bitching and moaning about the free, the West Memphis Three guys. Yeah, yeah. But yet he is more than happy to talk to anybody yeah, yeah. about it. Well, I can't remember what it was the second. You've, you've decided against watching the third. I probably oh, no, third. I'll probably go to it. I, I just on the it. side. But he turns. Yeah, I know he turns. And, and yeah. I did. I, I am aware of that. So the thing for me is, like, I, I wasn't as low on the second one. It's not as good. But my concern is, close. a guy with that type of mental health issues, why he would turn would not have any backing to it because he's such a loose cannon. No, well, this is the thing, right? I think the the effectiveness that I saw in spending some time with him, i probably agree that maybe there was too much of him in the second one, but I think there is certain things in the second one where you are actually looking at him going, as you said, you're looking at him going either he did it or he, this is just a picture of a man who is just fucking, as you said, his mental state was either that way to start with, or he has deteriorated. It's so clear badly. that he had had some issues. Yeah, um, and I believe they said something about a brain tumor. Yeah, and yeah. so that had affected him. Yes, and I'll, I'm not going to lie, I did have to chuckle when he played us one of his songs at the end of the, <laughs> the end of the doco, and he plays it on tape and then lip syncs mm. at the same time. I thought, yeah, Mark, maybe just let it play. But also, they show the mutilation of the young boy. In graphic detail. And again, I... Don't want to see that. I, I can't see myself... I struggle to I struggle to comprehend. Yeah. You know, and I'm a true crime watcher. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever been so... Well, that's the thing about it. Most true crime watchers haven't seen fucking crime scene evidence photos, even no. in the docos. No. Very few. It's and, very and much sometimes like... sometimes you don't want to. The OJ Simpson one, where they show Nicole Simpson with mm. his throat cut. I don't want to see that shit again. No. So, 
I'll move on to Purgat part three, which is, but I'll do it on the sly because I think my wife was just not having it anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've really upset her. I watched uh, the the way way back. Yeah. With Sam Rockwell. Yep. That is awesome. Yeah, I heard that it movie. was pretty good. It's awesome. Yeah. We were looking for summer movies because yep. we'd just been away for a couple of days at the Bay, Jared. Yes. And. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really, really good movie. Uh, and yeah, Steve, I saw Steve it. Steve Carell. I saw it a few years back. He pl- I, he plays a bit of a scumbag. Yeah, I, I remember really. Well. I remember really enjoying it. Yeah, not, uh, not Sam Rockwell's piss. Not top tier coming of age stuff, but it was pretty. It was pretty good. Well, for this period, it's one of the better coming of ages. It doesn't reach the heights of your eighties, eighties coming of age pictures no. and things like that. You no. stand by me's and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's really good. I watched Uncle Drew. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah. It was silly as a wheel, but it was quite humorous. And I thought Chris Webber was really good. Yeah, Chris Webber was good. Uh, Kyrie should stick with that sort of stuff and not not some yeah, of the other nonsense yeah. that he gets uh, tied up in these days. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Earth's not flat. Mate. <laughs> no. I watched Anaconda. Jesus, you did have some time, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not good. Is John Voight as bad as I remember? He is. <laughs> no, no, Voight's, Voight understands this is shit. And he he just hams it up. Mm. But that accent, he needs to work on it. <laughs> yeah. It was early CGI, and a yeah. lot of that was very unconvincing. The yep. movie looks better when they use the... And animatronic mm. one, but it's hard to make that. I'm not saying it's not. It's, it's it's hard to make a gigantic snake scary, because it's not. I'm sure if I saw an anaconda nearby, I think I'd be worried. Mate, I I would. Crap, I mean, they swallow I'd, men whole. Mate, I'd crap the jodpers if I saw a fucking small snake. Yeah, so don't exactly. worry about a big one. <laughs> so, it's capable of doing that if if you do the right things, but. <laughs> it's basically just Jaws. Yeah. But just a really cut-rate version. <laughs> well, it's not basically just Jaws. Well, it's, yeah, similar, yeah. it's similar it's Jaws. plot, plot, plot minus. devices. Because, <laughs> you know, this, John Voight's kind of like Quint. You know, the <laughs> lunatic sort of guy stop, who's... Stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, he's not. He's not Quint's freckle <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but the whole plot devices is very similar. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, it's nothing Stop like saying it. very similar. <laughs> it's nothing like it. <laughs> He's it's trying bad. to be quit. But the only good thing about it is watch the Ice Cube wrestle with a, an animatronic steak. Mm. Uh, and J-Lo still looks... Today, he still looks the same. Yeah. Except for the frizzy hair. Mm. And Owen Wilson... Still got a very, very big nose. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't done anything about that. No. Okay. Then I moved on that same night, Jared, to the Meg. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking the Meg was kind of, eh. Pretty crap. They could have done better with, more with that. Yeah. But upon review, stupid, but entertainingly stupid. Yeah, I think, you know? I think you were right the first time. <laughs> There's a couple of really good sequences in it. Don't say it's basically just no, it's not. Because it is not. It's not. But there's a couple of really good sequences, action sequences. Mm. Very hard to take that Statham's a scientist. 
Very hard. And I also like the fact that he's been sucking piss for five years. Yeah. yeah. But he's ripped. But he's still the man for I the mean, job. <laughs> if I sucked piss for five years, I'd have a pot belly. Mm. And then they'd go, do you want to go down to you know, 11,000 feet and collect these people? No, I don't. <laughs> that's what that's what always makes me laugh about these movies, that these people are supposedly so brilliant that even while they, st- they are still quite clearly in the grips of alcoholism, they're the person we go to for this really fucking important job. There's no other scientists on the planet... We do not go there. ...who could do that. We do not go there. No. Like, you know what I mean? No. He gets immediately struck off the list. Of course. And they try and do this thing where Look. the doctor's going, oh, he, um, you know, he had a breakdown. We can't use him. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's all for naught. <laughs> I mean, in his time, the guy was brilliant, but he's still in the grips of a very harrowing disease, which we probably don't... You know, we probably can't have. Yeah, let's not have a drunk down there. <laughs> Put a finer point on it. And I also feel like the double, like the, the twist that they go with, that there's a little one and then mm. a mother. Mm. Stupid. You yeah. just just give me one. I'll tell you when they lost me. Those two fucking guys in the submarine. The the yeah, when they're fucking knocking through the. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it for me. Yeah. I was done early. That was about yeah, five was minutes in. Yeah, yeah, I had enough. <laughs> Uh, I still laugh at the guy inside the plastic ball. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. makes me laugh every time. Because <laughs> the first shot of him, he is loving life yeah. in the ball. Then he see, you know, he's getting chased by a giant shark and he's pumping himself. <laughs> then all you see is... <laughs> he gets squashed. Yeah. Oh, I love that bit. Yeah, I, I do remember that bit, that bit being... And also, enjoyable. Rain Wilson seems way out of place. Like... What they were doing there, Horribly I don't know what they were thinking. To yep. me, you go with your Paul Reiser, your smarmy, you know, aliens type of guy. Well, that's the thing. They went with Rain Wilson, but they didn't ask him to really do anything funny. No, no, he wasn't funny at all. No. Good to see Cliff Curtis got to play at New Zealand. And, uh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, he's finally God, he added New Zealand to the resume <laughs> after all these years. Yeah, he's probably thinking, Jesus, someone didn't get the memo. Okay, I also watched uh, the first episode of The Disappearance of Madeleine McCann mm-hmm. on Netflix because that's been out for years and I remember starting it back when it first came on. Yeah. And then we just... It was eight episodes long. I'm, I'm a bit wondering what, what ground are we going to cover in eight episodes? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of episodes. Um, and, and it's a very, very um, major case, mm. but it feels like there's a lot there. Yes. And they, they really cover the entire abduction in the first episode. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes, I guess. And the last one was I watched another sort of coming-of-age film. Uh, me and my wife watched it actually this afternoon. The Spectacular Now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's got Miles Teller in it. No. Yeah, it's all right. But it's not like you a bit on the lower scale of the coming up. I won't, I won't rush into it. It's not really for you, what No. You don't have a heart, you mongrel. Oh, fuck, I've got to be hard than you do. <laughs> no, you don't. Now, come on. Yes, I oh, do. This is gonna, we're going to have to have an episode where we just compare heart sizes. All right, yeah. over to you. Well, I cry in ET still, so I think I've got a bigger heart than it's you. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I you didn't... had a short I run. Didn't, I had a short run. Obviously, The Last of Us. Yes. I've got another... T- I've got another... Uh, Episode of Tales from the Territories Under the Belt. You said they were starting to run out of some... How yeah, was it? Did look, you feel like they came into anything decent? Oh, look, it's still... The appeal of it is people just whipping out stories that you may not have heard. 
the strength of it is the round table. Yeah. And when you get a good storyteller on there, for example, Jimmy Hart was on one of the episodes and the bloke can tell a story, mm. or you just get a really excellent story from them on the road, that's the strength of it. That's mm. the idea of it, is that, okay, they touch on things we already know about and they'll go into them, but then someone will just whip out a story about, oh, we were on the road and, you know, someone played a prank on me, blah, blah, blah. And that stuff's really good. This weekend, uh, this this week's episode was... Um, the Von Eriks, the territory oh, yeah. that their, their father was running. Because they had a bit of a bad run, didn't they? Yeah, most of the sons of... Well, I think all of the guys' brothers were dead. I think there was five boys. There was mm. four or five. Yeah. And I believe all of them except one... Uh, all for numerous dead, reasons, I believe. Yeah, yeah, numerous reasons. And the the one that ended up going to WWF was um, the Texas Tornado. He, By the time he got to WWF, he'd been in a car accident and had an amputated leg and then ended up dying of drug overdose I think and yeah. so it's all pretty tragic stuff but yeah and again a couple of amusing stories and that's kind of what you're there for for stuff you haven't haven't really heard about from the people involved so yeah that was pretty good I watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with the kids was the it old the one. old one the old one yeah getting getting warmed up to check out Wonka that's obviously coming out this year the prequel Back Who's to Wonka in the prequel. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I can't really comment on Timothy because I don't watch highbrow movies, so fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't Tim- know. <laughs> Timothy's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Not a screen presence. He hasn't been in a he hasn't been in a full moon feature, so why am I fucking paying any attention to him? <laughs> you know more about Kevin Spiritus than you know about Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I actually do. I've seen more Spiritus pictures than Chalamet pictures. <laughs> that is the one hundred percent truth. <laughs> You see more da- David Dakota films than Darren Aronofsky films, haven't you? Oh, For God's sake! It was a little bit of Aronofsky, but <laughs> no, mate. Uh, I got onto the bloody disgusting doco list again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrinkles the Clown had already been ticked off. So I moved on. I did not get to Wrinkles the Clown this week. No, I moved on to Missing 411. Okay, how was that? That's the one about that's the Sasquatch. Well, no. Well, so the first one essentially just outlines a bunch of disappearances that happened together, little evidence, hmm. remains not recovered. I can see why it's on the list because it is quite creepy. They, they kind of reenact a couple of them where they just kind of show someone doing something and this one focused on kids too which was creepy a little creepy were they lost in the um, wilderness or something yeah lost in lost in national parks huh. and essentially it's getting around that there's no register of people who've disappeared in national parks and whatever look there's not a lot I mean to take the take the bloody terminology it's probably fingernail deep it's not really <laughs> it's, it's not, not really <laughs> digging in heavily so when you account for that, it's not a good doco, but it, I can see why it's on the creepy, creepy okay. list. Yeah. It didn't stop me from do- delving into the sequel, Missing Four One One: The Hunted, and which was all a similar thing, but was all about experienced hunters and woodsmen and gone. stuff going missing. And also, and then, and then, out deep? no, no. Well, this one, the guy starts to outline his kind of. <laughs> he's an ex-cop. Right. Okay. And he starts to outline, oh, all these cases have these similar things and they're all in... There's something to the fact that they're all in similar places and whatever, but I mean... 
I'm, I'm pulling some of the threads <laughs> and, and things are coming apart. The For screen, example, the does first... Does he legitimately come out and say Sasquatch did this? Uh, they do go up into the mountains and, and um, there is a recording of, of howling and shit that is possibly a Sasquatch by the end of the second one. <laughs> it's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> they do live in high ground uh, too. Look, it says it's, it says it's been um, checked out by scientists who <laughs> determine it's from a creature that's seven and a half to eight feet tall. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but... So I'll put it to is you. Is it cryptozoology? First, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. The first case. That's all you The first case of this of the sequel is a, is a guy who's quite old. Yeah. I think he was about eighty at the time, or seventy five. Oh, he was an experienced woodsman. He was an experienced woodman, woodsman, but he was missing an eye. He was starting to go deaf. <laughs> <laughs> And he actually, there's actually a line in there that's, it's not conceivable that this guy who was missing an eye and was starting to go deaf could go missing on his own. You know? <laughs> I, thought, I actually thought, it's actually very conceivable that that... He, he, he couldn't hear anyone saying, Oi, come here. And he couldn't see out of his peripheral vision. No, I suggest... And- and they st- he propped himself up against a tree and died. <laughs> well, that's a, they actually start talking about, yeah, yeah, we started firing the guns in the air, which is apparently, you know, a thing you do. We, we keep a couple of shells, so we fire them in the air. And I'm thinking, you just explained why that may not have worked, <laughs> why that possibly didn't work. So, so sorry, this guy's an ex-cop. Yeah, the guy putting them together. Yeah. Who apparently he's written fucking seven or eight of the books. Was he? I won't be reading them. <laughs> But I can tell you, part three, part three, I believe, is called something like the UFO connection. So I am intrigued. My interest peaked. <laughs> Do we know if he was drummed down as a police force and being a drunk or a fucking conspiracy theorist? Or I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. That sounds about wrong. But he has made Sasquatch books too. I so. It's all coming together. Oh, Speaking of painting a picture and checking the marks of these cases, look, there is some, as I said, there's something to like there's there's oh it's there's a creepy a, it's a creepy idea that, that many and, people and, have gone missing. and it brings up a, a you know it does raise some interesting points about how um, you know there's certain instances where the FBI won't even be called about some of these disappearances. Namely, when he's blind and there seems to be a logical explanation for things. But yeah, you, you, the second one, I was looking at some of the cases and just going, "Come on, like someone got lost," or you know, this this does seem conceivable that it's just that a... it's just a case of someone getting lost. They do bring up points. Oh yeah, this is this is um. Again, another case in there. This guy used to go out there every weekend. He would have known where this is. He had caches up there of, of equipment, and he was going to get to one. He wouldn't have missed this turn that he was going for. But they failed to mention stuff. You know, I, I googled a little bit. They fa- failed to mention that there may be a spotlight on the other two people he was there with, who may not have actually liked him. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there's other so explanations for some. Of somebody this. could have killed him and buried him. Yeah. Him. As a, that's why I'm saying it's kind of yeah fingernail deep. It kind of it starts to become very clear that these fit what this bloke's looking for without necessarily 
going Plus into another avenue that says, no, nah, well... So he's got the blinkers on. He's saying Sasquatch was involved. Yeah, yeah, he's well, got the blinkers a on. UFO. Someone says incriminating text, so he says, no, nah, no, nah, Sasquatch. Yeah. That's, that's where Well, these things have become so advanced, I know how to use my balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sasquatch <laughs> picked up the other bloke's phone and sent that message while he was, while oh, he was look, doing all this. I'm staying in the woods for a few months. <laughs> I actually reckon they would have been better off running with the Sasquatch in the kids' one because that would have made that even well, more sense. Scarier. More sense. Well, they do say, I mean, there's a couple, again, they, they say unexplained, and some of it seems to be an animal took that child pretty clearly because they were found fucking miles away up rock things and stuff like that. Sasquatch, you know. Sasquatch. Uh, could be Sasquatch. <laughs> but yeah, that, he the, climbs. The first one is creepy and unsettling for that exact reason. So they whether did they, find whether some they remains explain, of some They of did the find kids. remains of some of them and they were miles away and things. But they say, you know, they say, well, you know, it couldn't have been this animal that everyone says it is because they didn't do this or that. That's why it's unsettling. It's not necessarily because you're looking at it going, that doesn't have an explanation. Okay. Because I think some of them did. And the last thing I watched, Adam, which uh, I think I was seemingly one of about fucking 35 people around the world to go and watch, was uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Its box office has been disastrous. disastrous. And I believe there's a bit of blowback on the net coming for Dwayne. Because he Rock was supposed Johnson. to be in there, right? Well, he refused. He kind of seemed to have refused to... Him being in Black Adam... He refused to kind of say Shazam and Black Adam should be in the same thing. He, he kept going with Black Adam's this and that. This Superman. Is Whereas the first Shazam movie was excellent. And I think Dwayne could have fucking slid in nicely. We've seen him do a bit of comedy. He could have played the hard ass and, and made a few lines. But it seems like, and I hate to say this because it hasn't, hasn't really seemed to be the case, but I think... The whole Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods fiasco here seems to indicate that perhaps Dwayne's ego got in the way for once. Yep. Which is... Is there... I believe there is a major character in there. It sucks to say. Is that correct? Oh. A major DC character? Briefly. Huh? Very briefly. So... Is it Superman? In in which one? In the Fury of the Gods? No, no, no. Because he was in Black Adam. He was in Black Adam. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's not Superman. (laughs) But it's a cameo. Batman. <laughs> Keep digging. The Flash? Nope. Wonder Woman? Yep. Oh, That's on. the one. But um, I don't know. Talk to Tommy Cruise and great things are coming with The, the Flash. <laughs> but as I said, TC goes into the, the head of the studio's office. He, the, the head of the studio says, oh, Flash is pretty good. And Cruise goes, hmm, I wouldn't mind saying that. Yeah, price well, drops everything <laughs> puts it on for him. I don't know. Did you hear how it happened? They sent it to his house, and it was just one of those situations where the bloke turned up with it, had to wait at TC's house while he was watching it, <laughs> retrieve <laughs> it, and take it back. So some bloke just had to sit there while, while Cruz was watching the movie. The and then Cruz Cole called the director, said, this is fucking fantastic, it's everything a movie should be. <laughs> well, i tell you what, DC needs some good press. Yeah, yeah. So this has come at the best possible time. But if the best press you, you've got is still attached to Ezra Miller... You've still got a few issues there. You have, but but see, Cruz is riding the wave. Yeah, Cruz so is So Cruz is wa- walking around going, I saw The Flash and I loved yeah. it. People are going, oh shit, we better go see The Flash. Yeah, yeah. Right? As I said to you, Adam, if I rocked up to David Zaslav's office <laughs> with a shocking fake tan, looking kind of maniacally grinning like the Joker and said, hey, 
I'd love I'd to love see, to it, see it. I'd be escorted off the premises. <laughs> <laughs> and as you so succinctly pointed out, Tommy Cruise could have crapped on Zaslav's desk and wiped his ass with a few of the fucking meeting notes. <laughs> And they still would have been falling all yeah. over themselves to show it to him. Well, you mentioned Will Smith must be dirty because he's <laughs> he slapped the Christ down at Chris Rock and he's been blacklisted from Hollywood. Yeah. And Whereas Tommy's wrapped up with an organisation that appears to be making people disappear and all sorts of shit. Including the founder's wife. And Cruz is in such fine form at the moment he could slap the shit out of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be fine. Yep. Uh, We'd still go and watch Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, look, I'm all over Mission Impossible right now. But let's face it, you weren't going to watch The Flash, but then you heard that, oh, so you're on board. <laughs> I haven't seen a DC movie in ages. <laughs> I hear The Flash is a good movie. <laughs> Straight into it. The saviour of cinema says oh, it's everything you want in a movie. I'm there. Oh, I'm there. Um, yeah, no. Look, DC's in trouble. But they need Gunn to now... Hey, well, this is hopefully the thing, they right? can now step back Look, and do what they've got to do for this new crew. I'm scrubbing this one because they... they oh, I reckon they dropped it. The, the marketing, they dropped it because they knew this was this was shit that was all put together before Gunn and co. were in there. They're kind of releasing it but not really pushing it. And as I said to you, I saw the preview and I was just like, oh, the direction just looked a little bland. So I think they just said, we've already made the decision to sort of cut losses and, and go in another direction, which I think is a pretty good, you know, I think it was it was time. Oh, it was time. Of course it was time. I mean, DC has been slogging through some real shit yeah. for some time. So it took, they needed to do this. They still had a couple. I mean, they still had I, the didn't Batman. Lo- I didn't love the Joker, but it was a hit. The Batman no, was an excellent Surprisingly, movie. I loved the Joker. Yeah. I actually thought the Joker was good. And yeah, I thought the Batman, date, mate. the Batman was good. <laughs> But yeah, they 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 needed a reset on on yeah. the main continuity and so let's reset. Yeah, uh, just Shazam. I'm sure the first movie was probably good, uh, and first it was a bit of a surprise. A lot of fun, I think. Yeah, but I, the characters just not anything. Like, no, they were never going to win. They were never going to win box office with the with the Shazam character. No. They but had to go deal somewhere the different. The first one was a sneaky, sneaky hit because it was a good movie. Yeah. And it had a, it had the vibe of something like Big. Yeah. And did it really well. The second one, I mean, I watched it. I thought it was all right. It's 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 nothing spectacular, but it was enjoyable enough. It's it's forgettable. Look, I don't think it's as bad as the box office suggests, but I don't think that, you know that word of mouth isn't going to turn that around. No. Uh, and uh, it doesn't even have a, a heap of good reviews no. behind it to say, well, no. people might hang. I think you'll see a 60% drop-off next week and it'll be quietly out of cinemas within about four weeks because no yep. one's going to want to see it. It'll make you know, a little bit of money. I think last I read, it, went, it was like $30 million opening weekend worldwide. That's not good. For a $100 million movie. That's not good. No. Nope. Uh, you know, even with 100 million these days, you need to break it to break even. You need to be making you know 300 yeah. million or 400 million because there's so much marketing and yep. all that sort of shit involved. Disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> all right. No, I better get back onto more fucking documentary fairs about Big Bigfoot. They then they never disappoint. That's where the real <laughs> bank is at. <laughs> yeah. Bang for buck. Bang for buck there. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2023's Scream Six. Get down from here. Get overboard. 
This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? It's a shrine. Guys? We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Come on, mother! Scream. It's for you. Only in theaters March 10th. Tickets on sale now. Scream 6 from 2023, directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillette, who directed Ready or Not, produced by Paul Nainstein, who produced Bedrest, William Shayrak, who produced Ambulance, and James Vanderbilt, written by James Vanderbilt, who wrote White House Down, and Guy Bizzik, who wrote Scream 2022, and it's based on characters created by Kevin Williamson. It stars Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter, Jenna Ortega as Tara Carpenter, Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin, and Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks Martin. The budget was $35 million, and as of today, its box office is $116 million worldwide. This film was greenlit on February 3rd, 2022, three weeks after Scream 2022 was released. There you go. I'm pretty high on it, I think. Mm -hmm. The return. All right. Thoughts, Jared? I was very impressed. I think I gave the last one, I think it was like a three and a half out of five. Mm. I think in hindsight, I probably bumped that up to closer to a four. Yeah. And I think this one was pretty much neck and neck. The ideas around internet culture, again, to be pretty well used. Mm. I think it was very similar to the last one where in the scheme of things the, the whodunit and the, the killer reveals and stuff didn't blow me away no. which was the same as the last one but I enjoyed how they used those things all in the commentary of fandom and this one sort of just extended to internet culture in general and you know yep. conspiracies and, and whatnot. And I really enjoyed that um, I think this one had some cracking little set pieces yes. I think the, the, you know, it's, um, we'll, we'll get to the specifics of it, but I actually think this one probably had the last one for a couple of really sequences that that had me on edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, genuinely tense. I liked the way Ghostface was upped a little bit in the, in the particular scenes. I know we spoke about the the trailer. You were sort of a little yeah skeptical about how that how that was going to play out. I actually think it, it played out well, handled pretty well. Yeah, and. I think the acting held up reasonably well again. I've actually got a got a big rap for one one player in particular that that I'll get to later. But a couple of downsides, I think. You know, this is some of the some of the kills kind of being rolled back and things like that didn't work every time. Yeah. But all in all, I had a had a grand old time with it. Yep. So yeah, I agree. I gave it four, uh, and I gave three and a half to. 2022 and I think this was better than that mm. uh, and to me personally this is the second best of the series in my opinion there was a couple of set pieces that were genuinely tense mm. it opened with a real surprise yeah for the first time since the first film yeah it surprised me and it actually opened with something that we had tossed out when yes. we were throwing out ideas of what what might come about correct and I think the acting, I had a lot of things to say about one particular actor uh, or actress. 
from 2022, mm-hmm. which I'm going to have to eat some crow on. Source it up. Source it up. Get it on a bun. Get it in there. <laughs> because I think the performances pretty much all around really know where the you know where the material is at. Yep. And there's one specific scene that I thought when I saw bits of it in the trailer, I was like, this looks ridiculous. You might be in some real trouble. The scene of the film, for me, mm. worked out beautifully. And Ghostface is genuinely... There's an aggression to it. Like, when he's after someone, he's bashing through doors. He's, he just seems to not give up, like, give up on it. Yeah. And that stuff is is genuinely kind of builds a bit of tension to it. Yeah. That does he won't away just with, go away. Yeah, it does away with a little bit of the, the old-style clumsy clumsiness yeah, yeah. that Ghostface had. Uh, There's I, still a little uh, bit of that in there. A little bit, but, but not but quite it, as it's much. It's not as much. Yeah. Uh, all round, I thought, it's a must-see. Yeah. For your horror slasher fans, I can see why it's been really well received. Yep. Uh, so I was very big, a bit very big fan of it. Now, before we get going, there will be spoilers. Yes, there will be spoilers. Simple. Yep. So if you don't, if you haven't seen it, wait until you've seen it before you listen to this. Yeah. Straight out of the gate, this is where I eat some crow. Yeah, I think I'm eating the. I think I'm eating the same bird. Some crow. Because we're talking uh, about Melissa Barrera. Melissa Barrera. Yeah, yes. I was very scathing, and yeah. I, and after watching 2022 again, her performance is not good. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Like, all that it's good. not good. But she is. But she seems to. And excellent. I remember, I remember watching another show on Netflix that she was in. Yeah. And thinking, well, what happened? Yeah. Like she's really good here. What what went wrong? Yeah. I don't know what went wrong. In the first one. Yeah. But she really steps up the game. She's way better here. She's much, much better. She pulls off the whole paranoia, desperate to protect your sister type of vibe. Yeah. But then when it really, when it clicks in and she has to get sort of badass, she does. She does it really, really well. Yeah. And I said that, you know, she was outshone substantially by General Ortega in the first, in 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, She really... I think she sort of climbs over her. It's completely in this one. flipped. In yeah, this flipped one. here. Yeah. General Ortega is kind of pushed to the back by this dearth of characters as well. She sort of yeah. falls down back well, a little bit. Funnily enough, she actually has. A, I reckon she's got a bigger role. No, no, one. it's interesting, but she feels but, like she's in the back. Yeah, yeah, because there bit. is a lot of characters, and also because Melissa, Melissa Barrera is really, really up, good so in this one. Big raps on that. Mm-hmm. You know? Rest of the cast is rock solid. Yeah. All the returning players are fine. The addition of Kirby, I wouldn't say Hayden Panettiere was bad. No. But it, the character's just, not really just in a there much. Bit of fan service. Yeah. yeah. But I like the the addition of like Samara Weaving, uh, Henry, is it Cizerni? Henry Cizerni. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. only in it briefly, but he's there. And then Dermot Mulroney mm. chucked in there as well. Solid people who who give really good, you know, good solid performances. Yep. So I was happy with that. And a big shout out to Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. He's only in it in a couple of sequences, but he really nails that psychotic kind of way about him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you can see the, the guy from Scream. Yeah. But because he's a little bit older, although de-aging effects. Still shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was uh, even... The reflections were even more... Uh, kind of opaque. <laughs> <laughs> but he really nails that whole, you know... You, you, you know, you are... Connected genetically to yeah, yeah. me, and I'm a psycho. I'm, mm. I'm a psychotic. Yep. So I really liked all that. Ghostface, brutal 
And as I said, almost unstoppable. There's this kind of unstoppable vibe yeah. to the way the ghost face, when he's after people, it just kind of won't, he seems to not want to quit. Yeah. Kicks down doors, you know. Yep. The stabbings are, you know, repeated and quite sort of, you know, aggressive. So I kind of yeah. like that. Sort of bought They've definitely them. ramped up that angle of it, like the, the gore and like, or the, the brutality of it. Yeah. Um, which does actually ramp up the scare a little yeah, bit for me. Yeah, it mine. actually, I was, a couple of times, you know, I felt the scares were, were sort of back a little bit. Yeah. Not to the level of the first one, no, of course. No. But I felt like, yeah, I, felt, I feel more at home here. Um, right. Than I did in like four or three. Yeah, three especially. Three, Even three two to some extent. I feel like this was, this kind of jumped over that a little bit in the sense of the the aesthetic and the, and the you know, the way it was done. That it felt very much in keeping with the first one. Yeah. I like the idea of the masks from different killers going yeah, backwards. Yeah, yeah, going back. That was a very good idea. Nice touch. I thought that was very, nice touch. very cool it, touch. It, it, it was it was interesting. It touched on that fandom idea, the shrine, you know, where and the person the person who managed to get their hands on all this stuff. Yeah, and it, that makes more sense when the killer's revealed. Yeah, as to why, and I that's the only one I picked because there's a line that pretty much gives it away. Yeah, look, I must say, I think this is the first. It's the first one where I didn't really... I wasn't fucking looking for it. I was just kind of taking it in. Yeah. Agreed. But I don't know why. I don't know why. Normally I'm... I'm oh, I didn't pick it, it either to the, to the, for the majority. Yeah. So I... I think there was one that I was like early on. Obviously, you know, we're talking spoilers, so we'll, we'll go into it. But the roommate, initially I was just like, eh, bit bit sus on that one. Yeah. Outside of that, I wasn't really... I was just kind of taking it all in. And so, I, I don't know, possibly a strength for the filmmakers that I was just caught up in some of the other stuff that I didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't really... Didn't really think to go... I wasn't really thinking it. of going, look, going looking for it. And but I, I also think these films have kind of gone away from trying to give you the, the clues. I think five and six... I think partly I'm, I'm going like that because it just feels like it means less. Yes. Which is probably, you know, you could say it's a failing of the film, that they're, they're who done it. Is isn't as strong as as the first one, but let's face it, none of them. But have the been first as one was the first hard one. to top. Yeah, and they don't stay. I actually read a um, a really interesting thing the other day too about how not only did Scream do all those things and rejuvenated the genre genre, but if you look back at some of those killers where it's like a revenge thing, Billy Loomis is one of the first where the revenge is kind of. You look at him and you say, well, that's that's not worth, you know, what you copped isn't worth fucking running around killing everyone. Whereas you go back to things like Prom Night and you think, well, fuck, they probably deserved it and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the first one is hard to hit in so many ways, but I feel like it just feels less important in five and six, the, the, the reveals and that sort of thing. And it's more about the shit they say on the way there. Yes. So... Yeah, I think that's a strength, and you could probably say it's a bit of a flaw that they don't wrap you up as much in the in the. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's fair enough. But I went with more of the strength because mm. to me, I didn't care. Well, that's yeah, that's exactly I, I'm right. Not, I'm not that interested in guessing it. No, like, that's right. It just you give me the reveal, and all right, I'll tell you if I liked it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's I, that's I kind of where I'm. 
And I'm kind of after the after the last one, I was waiting for okay. So what's the reveal going to say about what they what they've been going for through the whole film? Because I felt that was the strength of part five that they kind of wrapped up everything they'd been saying about fandom with that. Yeah, the opening, best of the series, mm-hmm. because they went off what I expected. Yeah, you know, I expected the, the, the Samara weaving to kind of be the catalyst. Yeah, but then we we pivot. Yeah, yeah. And we show who did it. Yeah. And we follow them back to their apartment. And I remember when me and you were talking about this. Again, there's that fandom element in that. Yeah. I remember us talking about this and we tossed out some ideas about how you could go with some of these things. And we actually put that out there, if I recall. Mm. We, We put out, I would love to see one of these movies where the killer gets it from someone else and they fucking did it in the in the opening there. And as you said, I wasn't expecting it. And it was, yeah, like you said, again, it, it wrapped up this, it had a little bit to say about this fandom and, and this obsessiveness of particular people. And yeah. yeah. And like, then Ghostface kills them. Yeah. And that's where we kick off. Yeah. I just like that little twist. Yeah. Shout out to Samara Weaving getting to use her Australian accent too, which is yeah, uh, yep. good. At least it's on the resume. It Unlike is. Cliff, you know, it didn't take her <laughs> 40 years like Cliff Curtis to get it, but hey. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Yeah. I and really also like putting, a, putting a face out there that we'd seen as well. Yes. Tony, I always get his last name mixed up, but Tony Rev, Revel... Can't, oh, there I go again. Tony. Tony. Tony R. <laughs> Tony R. Tony Rav, I call him. Ravi. Rav dog. Ravster. But yeah, I thought that was really cool too, like the way that he was just kind of matter-of-factly talking to his... Yeah, yeah. Oh, she deserved it. She gave me a C. Yeah, yeah. And I needed all this. Like it, it, it started to fucking st- talk about the the entitlement and the fucking warped worldview of some of this conspiracy stuff that they start to build into. And, yeah, I dug yeah. a lot of that. I really did. The attack at the bodega. Mm. I said that I felt like in the trailer that didn't sit for me. I can't recall the terms that we used, but I think uh, off the mic you may have used terms like bullshit. Well, it may have, because I saw, I kind of saw, you only see snippets of it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like, this doesn't seem like Ghostface. No, the gun feel, part. Yeah, the gun and everything, I was just like, this feels wrong. Mm. But then when they did it, it's in the run of the, the nightly kind of, you know, it's not like late at night. Yeah. It's during like the 7 o'clock at night. He takes the gun from the Guy, he gets shot at first. Yeah. Then he takes the gun and just shoots the bloke in the head. Then he stalks them through the convenience store. Yes. For a few, for about a minute and a half. Yep. And I thought all of that was just awesome. And you know, in the trailer, it didn't make it all that clear, but that he acquires the gun along the way. Yes. It's not the ghost turned up with a gun. So I really liked that, and and I felt like it really added a, a slight edge to it, and it was tense. You know, they're, they're sort of trying to move along the back of the aisles, staying out of sight. He's firing into the top of them. Yeah. Some of it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Taking apart in the apartment and a subsequent escape via ladder into the other apartment. Really cool. Super tense. Yeah. Really well edited, really well directed. Uh, and this is where Ghostface starts trying to bash down doors and all that sort of stuff to get to them. Yeah. And I really, I felt like, you know, we were right. I was, I was clenched. Yeah, yeah. I well, was genuinely clenched. They, yeah, it was, it was well, well shot, and it did ramp it up. As I said, that was one of the one of the 
scenes where I was kind of a little tense. Hmm. I thought we were in some shit here. So did I. Bum was... Poo was coming out, Janet. <laughs> the attack on Gail in her apartment, also reasonably solid. The, I like the phone call to her. Yes. The You know, she uses the gun. She yep. gets to a gun yep. and starts firing through the door. Like the, you know, it's a, it's a tried and true, but, you know, ghost face creeping in and grabbing a boyfriend in the background yep. and things like that. That all worked out pretty well. Yeah. But I like the idea of she got to the gun... She had the upper hand, really. Yeah. Yep. So I, I liked all that. I've got a dislike to that as well that I'll go into. Mm-hmm. But I think most people probably know where where that's going. From a spoiler perspective as well, we'll probably spoil some things, but mm-hmm. it's something I wasn't a fan of. The scene in the uh, train carriage. Yeah. Really cool. Loved it. Not not tense, but it had a little bit of that paranoia. Well, it was the lights keep going out, and they keep eyeballing all these guys in yeah, yeah. ghost face masks and trying to work out which one might be the. It the took one. its time. Yep, you got all those cool other ones like Pinhead and shit yeah, in the background. Yeah, a I really love that. Yeah, Freddy, uh, there's, the Jason there's a Jason Freddy. in there. But the the when you get to the point, and you know it's coming, but when you get to the point where one turns its head and is looking directly, and yeah. then starts to go closer in the flashes, they, they just took their time, and it yep. worked really. And nicely. I like that it ends up with one of them getting stabbed. Yeah. And no one knows it. Yep. Because there's all these guys, and the, you know the trains as they go through, they go dark and patches. I, I thought it was they they use the use the location and stuff really really well. Yes. Similar to the way they use it in Jason Takes Manhattan. No? Probably not. Mm. I wouldn't have said so. Yeah. I believe that was Vancouver. <laughs> we wouldn't have thought anyway. so myself. <laughs> well, apparently this one was all. It was also in uh, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, but it was all, yeah. So. They like the trains in Canada. Yeah. When it comes to flasher films. Yeah. The final reveal, it's balls to the wall. Yeah. Things are, it's all happening. That's right? that's the, the, the winning part of it, is that it is. She's flat chat. Flat She's, chat. Everything's, flat everything's stick. Everyone's getting stabbed. Flat stick. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. getting shot. Also, I loved seeing the two ghost face costumes side by side. Yep. I, I thought that was, cool. was really cool. Because we hadn't done something like that yet. Hadn't done it yet, even though we were kind of expecting. And it tossed into your mind. Oh, it's the classic two. It's the twofer. And then... Then we throw in they it. Play, they play with that as well. Yeah. So, so, spoiler alert. Yes. The reveal is... The policeman, yep. so Dermot Mulroney, mm-hmm. Officer Bailey or whatever, yep. and his two kids. Two kids. Which was Ethan. Ethan Which was the, the, uh, the, the he was uh, Chad's yeah. roommate. So they're both roommates. And, they were, and then it was, uh, I can't remember the other girl's name, and she was the roommate of General Ortega, and yeah. she got killed. Yeah. And so they played that little thing. And I like the fact that there's a cop involved, which means you can skirt around some of the more ludicrous things. The idea that no one, a detective with any brains, could work this out. Yeah. But we had a detective on it. Yep. And he was manipulating. Mm-hmm. So I kind of d- I dug on that. Yeah. First time they've done something like that. Yep. And it's kind of a free-for-all. Probably goes a little bit too long, the finale. Yeah, she goes a little bonkers at yeah. times. But it nails the style and everything and the cheesy kind of no-holes-barred yeah. element that Scream has always done. Yep. And I think it does it pretty well. Yeah. To be honest. And they, you know, the group, the, these group of enablers that fucking still. 
I mean, it's hard not to look at some of the shit that's gone on in conspiracy theory circles and shit like that and, and looking at people that are being held accountable for actions and their families yeah. kind of still saying, no, no, it's, they're not, it's not their fault, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, as you said, the, the, the kind of bonkers nature of it a couple of times. Yeah, and then look, the reasoning behind it, you know, some of that stuff's never quite solid enough. For me, in a no. lot of cases, I don't really greatly need to be impressed as to why they did it. Yeah, I mean the family members and things like that. We've had that. We've had a million, million of times. Them. Like it's just it, it's probably haven't had three of them. But there was nothing new here. <laughs> no. In the finale, but it was done in the same kind of tongue-in-cheek style yeah. that the series has always done. Yep. Uh, that was it for me. Yeah, I think I was I was pretty much good for you. Covered there. All right. Dislikes. Gail, she should have died. Yeah. I feel like this was the opportunity to do the same thing we did with Dewey. Is well, that they go out, they go down in a blaze of glory. So I guess the thing here is, I feel like they didn't because of Dewey. I feel like they almost felt like, oh, well, if we do that, we're just going to be repeating ourselves. Yeah, I know, but Gail's got nothing more to offer us, I think, in the series for me. No, look... I mean, her involvement in this one was limited. I don't think she... I mean, you could have done this movie quite fine without her there. Yeah. In saying that, I just feel like I got the sense when they did it, or, you know, when it came out, that it was just like, we can't just do it again. That's that's what it felt like, but I guess that feeds into a larger problem of that fucking everybody gets stabbed and doesn't die yes. in this movie. Yes, yes. That's one of my other um, dislikes is the, the laws of being knifed, mm. case in point, Chad. Yes. I mean, he is dead. Like, yeah, simple. Yeah. There yep. was two of them. Yep. And I don't mind necessarily him being like the modern Dewey where you think, yeah, oh, yeah. he's fucked and here he comes again. But he was fucking carved up. And I feel like, Jared, we missed a good emotional beat from that. Yeah. Because that sequence was emotional. But the thing is... Him and General Otega had connected. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed and he looks at it for a second and says, run. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You feel like he, yeah, he's giving he's giving himself up to yeah. save her life. But also, like, if he'd survived, okay, that's one thing. But so did Gail. So did, so did Riley. Uh, so, so did... did uh, sorry, um, what was her name? Kirby. Kirby. Yes. They were all stabbed yeah. quite badly. Yep. And then they all survived. Yeah. I, see, I could cop if Tara and Sam were stabbed like that. Yeah. And they survived because or one of those yeah, other ones. They're the the final girls. Like yeah, yeah. They're supposed to tough it up. Yeah, and I feel like the whole core four thing is playing on the fact that you know you had Sydney, Dewey, oh, and, and um, Mindy Gale for was the stabbed. Whole, yeah, yeah. So as you, well, you had almost all of them. Which again feeds into another problem. For a ghost face with three. Three people. You couldn't get a knife in the heart? Strike rate's pretty fucking low. Yeah, I know. Because you didn't do Samara Weaving. You did the two guys that killed her. Yeah. Then you had a fake out with, with the roommate, so that's not a real yeah. kill. Then you stabbed all of those people who didn't kill any of them. And you kill, You did kill the girlfriend. Yes. She was killed. On the, on the ladder. So you had the one and on the ladder. And you killed Gail's boyfriend. Yep. So, But really, she's pretty low stakes. This, that. it's your heart. That's where <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to put it. Yeah, I think... I feel like we missed an opportunity. It's a, slight, it's a slight issue because I feel like by people, some people surviving, you're you're playing with us a little bit. 
Yeah. But if everyone survives, it's hard. I, f- I feel like, as you said, we were missing the Dewey from the previous movie. I don't know whether Gail was the one. I agree that perhaps Gail has run her course in the series. But I just... I mean, I feel like you could have got an emotional moment somewhere. And the, I think the emotional moment was Chad. Yeah. It would have worked. And it did work. Mm. And then we just... We pull out that stuffy old... Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. And we have yeah. him rolled out on a stretcher. Come on. Like, really... For for a script that I didn't think put a lot of feet wrong, that's the foot wrong for me. Mm. Because show some guts, and 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 say well, you that, show his his appeared to be all over the fucking yeah, floor yeah, by the exactly. end of that. He was disemboweled, <laughs> but I believe. Oh, that's he, all right. Just tuck him in and put him on the stretcher. And don't get me wrong, people can survive being stabbed. Yes, of course they can. We know yep. that. Yep. But when everybody's getting stabbed like that, yeah, and then no, everybody survives, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I feel like that little dance between Tara and Chad—they're sort of coming together. They start to sort of get romantic feelings. They get close. Then he gets killed to protect her. That's your that's your stakes. Mm. That, that says the emotions are there. She's going to be hurt by that. For the next movie, she's going to be feeling it. Yeah. But if he's alive, what? what? Well, he is alive. He's alive. <laughs> he's alive. So I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. See, we're torn between the romantics of it all. And I know. The, and the, the, the romance of it all. And me stakes. being the big-hearted one, I, I yeah, well, side on the side of romance. <laughs> okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let so, love live at it. Yeah, like, I know, I know, but look, I'd rather he was he was six feet. Yeah, under. you you'd rather he was fucking cut up. <laughs> look, look, he's gone. Yeah. To me, he's he, he no, I think it's a, it's a it's, because it's the way he was attacked. That, it's definitely a problem that no one and and he was the obvious one. To me, he gets, Mindy gets stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Gail gets stabbed in the side. They're survivable. Mm. Him, no. Well, they got him everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, he's shitting in a bag. Yeah, if he's much, alive, he's shitting much. in a bag. Yeah. He's uh, definitely, he's not coming back, still looking like he's curling. No, no, no. He's, he's throwing iron he's around a hunchback. regularly. No. <laughs> the next film, he's a hunchback. <laughs> the last thing that for me was once the killers are revealed, the actors just go off the fucking deep end. Yes. Like, and they're always going like, Especially the kids. <laughs> yeah, the faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They start carrying I mean, on they, like absolute loons. Yeah, they definitely were watching the Timothy Oliphants of the of the series. And, um, and I noticed the same thing in 2022. Yeah. The same yeah. thing occurs. Like, yeah, as yeah. soon as... <laughs> What's he Quaid? I was going to say Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, Randy yeah. Quaid. Well, he starts <laughs> acting like Randy Quaid after it's revealed. Oh, he just goes off the deep end. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be the case of both of those films where, like, yeah. damn it, well, Rodney, Rodney turns into a... <laughs> he starts making a twirl in his moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a real idiot. Starts chuckling and kind of... <laughs> And it's like, I understand what you're saying is that they, these guys are so enamoured with what they've done yeah. that they kind of, you know, they, they they lose their sense of inhibitions about what's happening and just go for it. Yeah. But it's ludicrous. I like, mean, the Billy's, Billy's still the only one that, you know, he has a little bit of that, but there's just this fucking simmering rage yeah, that's yeah. there. 
obviously, you know, Lillard's going going over the top, but it's it's it works beautifully. And then you've got but then for the rest of the series, people are just flying off the fucking handle. <laughs> Fucking Roman Bridger going off like a loose cannon. And then don't even get me started about Scream 4. Yeah, yeah. That's where it gets real bad. Emma Roberts is just atrocious. She just goes way too far over the top. She flies off the handle. I have come around to that a little bit, but not not necessarily the performance. And look, I think it's part of the cheese ball charm of it. Yeah. of 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 the reveals and the finales. Yeah, yeah. But. Just rein it back a little. Is this a situation where the directors are just there going, more, more, (laughs) give us more. Look, you have not got near what we want. Let's get thicker. (laughs) Look, check check out Blindside, 1993. (laughs) See what Rutger Howell was doing here. See how Rutger just fucking lost the plot? (laughs) That's what I need from you right now. (laughs) See, notice how he drank out of a vase? (laughs) Dial her up to 11. That's exactly what we want. If Rutger was still around, we could get her like a masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> had, yeah. A, had a medicinally simmer for a second. <laughs> two seconds later, before he gets out of the window. <laughs> he goes to the sex party, he gets chucked out the window. <laughs> I mean, oh, to me, Rutger Howard was restrained in comparison to these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they go way, way too long. Yeah, the kids, the especially. I can't get the vision of the, the those two kind of. Chuckling and sneering while everything's going on. I'm just kind of like, aren't you doing this because you're angry and upset? <laughs> and the other thing that comes up, and this is more of a, yeah, you know, this is this is, you know, you you let this go, usually, but when the killers are revealed, it's clear that they weren't doing the killing. <laughs> like. Ghostface is like Jason. <laughs> He's Jason sized, <laughs> and you're telling me that little woman did it? Yeah, there's, there mean, was a couple of times. Come where on, I was like, it's oh, like it's the whole thing her. in 2022. Amber or whatever killed Dewey. Yeah, no way. No, she, no, she did. Of course not. She's but, five foot two. Yeah, <laughs> and especially this one where you see the two ghost faces side by side, and they seem to be identical height. Yeah, or pretty fucking close to it. But then when you see the girl and the boy standing next to each other. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a, there's a height difference, and it seems Mulrooney's a little taller than both of them. Yeah. Or maybe it was just kind of the, the competition. Was Mulrooney itself, involved in killing anyone, though? I thought he was just... I felt like he had to stay on the fringe a little bit. Yeah, he, he was on the fringe. He was puppet mastering. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't doing it, I don't think, but he was puppet mastering. I feel puppet like puppet he was... Yeah, he now, was Jared, out of it. please correct me, because I couldn't take... Obviously, we couldn't take notes in the cinema, but why were they doing it? Again. Why were they doing yeah, it? Yeah, what was their motivation? Well, it was all about Richie being fucking. That's, that's you know. it. They were, they were. He was their son. Yes, his son. Wasn't yeah. It? So Richie was. Richie'd been killed. He was the one who put together. He besmirched his good name. <laughs> what good name? He's, he's related to Randy Cohen. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's, he's, his, he's tied up with all these star fuckers business. <laughs> his name was already. <laughs> Is that what Randy's on about at the moment? Because shit, the Starfucker sounds alright. I imagine, you know, Rookie Hell would be in for that. He'd say, hey, here we go. Oh, yeah, I've been involved in the stuff I can be years. That's what be saying. Oh, it's great. I mean, that's simply our little steam between films. <laughs> oh, shit, I 
Oh, is man. Randy still on the run in Canada? I don't know where Randy is at the moment. <laughs> I really don't. I haven't kept up on it ever since keeping up with Randy Quaid, you know, started turning into Randy Quaid's got sex tapes. I'm like, well, I don't need to see that. I don't need to. If that's, what, if that's the star fuckers we're talking about. <laughs> Imagine coming across that new oh, As soon as I heard that, I decided to star fuck off and just kind of... <laughs> Imagine coming across that video cassette. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That'd be the day you would quit TMZ. (laughs) You just got to take it in the mail. Oh, Oh, shit. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> so what have we got on today? I got Randy Quaid. So I just recently watched Randy Quaid's sex tape. I need to go and see a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, can I see HR, please? <laughs> oh my god! I did not sign up for this. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Have to I see wanted it. to fucking you know. I wanted to follow. I mean, if it was Dennis Quaid's sex tape, I'll have a bit of a look. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to to chase Tom Cruise into fucking shitty restaurants and. Trying to get a picture of him. I didn't, I didn't anticipate watching this sort of shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Unbelievable. I thought the limit would be, you know, I'd, I'd stumble on a George Clooney in a seedy bar and get a puncher. That's, that's the salacious I meant. Yeah. All I wanted was to get pushed over while, while a fucking a rock star was coming out of a nightclub. That's <laughs> <laughs> the hazards of the job, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was all about it was all about them kind of you know almost, you almost what, kind Jared. of running the conspiracies about what she was doing. I tell you what, Jared, you would need to do what they do to fucking Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange to get me watch, <laughs> to watch fucking Randy Quaid next day. <laughs> it's got yeah, yeah. I need my eyeball cells open. Yep, absolutely. Now, did you have anything else? The only other one that I. I wasn't a big fan of was the back and forth between the whole thing about oh Kirby's here, she's the FBI, and then the one phone call from the cop yeah. that says oh you know she's fucking lost the plot, she's not working for the FBI. not working for the office anymore. I am slightly suspicious, and I'm saying well I don't trust either of you because yeah. you're saying this, but I'm also thinking what sort of fucking half-assed police officers letting someone just roll in. Yeah. I mean, if you've been if you've been kicked out of the FBI for two months, I'm sure there's something <laughs> Somebody's about made you not being able to just waltz into a police station. Correct. Like, there's got to be something well, there. Well, my of... understanding would be if you were kicked out of the FBI, they would have taken your gun and your badge. Your badge, correct. You would not be wandering around into police stations that you want. And any contact with the FBI would surely be checked coming from by the FBI. any police station <laughs> yeah. we'd be saying yeah. well the FBI are, you know exactly mm. exactly so that part for me felt the girls take his word too easily yeah like supposedly Sam is fucking paranoid yeah and but she, she plays that whole game with the, the the new boyfriend you you're not Woodsboro we can't trust you correct and that's a that's a cool that, I, I, I like that that was a cool twist it was like kind of like saying you, that scrub him off the list. He can't be yeah. in it because yep. we're not going to let him in here. Which also kind of keeps him on the list of yeah, he's suspects. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I just found they they take that a little too. Yeah. They take that at face value a little too. Whereas too both of you, you need to leave. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well maybe I'll put Kirby at arm's length, but don't you show up either because yeah. until yeah. this shit's worked out. Yeah, I don't trust. I'm not you. trusting you either. <laughs> like, yeah. So I agree with that. I agree with that. I didn't didn't quite. Hit the mark on that. Didn't stuff. quite add up. Yeah. Anything else? 
No, I think just in general, I, I really enjoyed it. Yes. I will be going back again before it finishes up its cinema right. run. So. Yeah, I look, I would definitely be happy to go see it again. I thought, I thought it was really, really good. Yep. Uh, and as I said, I think it's the second best of the franchise. Yeah. And I'm actually very interested to see what they do next. Yep. Because uh, I would assume this was like a, a three-pack. I think they... I mean, I haven't read the latest, but last I heard they said they'd be happy for it to go on without them, but I think they may have some ideas of what they would do anyway, and okay. I would think you would be crazy not to not to offer it to them again. No, absolutely not. I think that you throw more money at them. I would love to see them throw money at Nev Campbell and bring her back and kill her. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Is that big heart of yours again? Put her... <laughs> I, I don't want no, in look, the firing line. I don't it. want her to be brought back just to be killed. All right, well, like, put her in, but if bring her in as a legitimate player. Yeah. If you got a good idea, great. I'm in. Like, if you're going to bring her back, let's not make it. Let's not make it. Let's not make it Leatherface 2022, where we fucking trumpet the return of Sally and then yeah. do nothing. No, <laughs> let's bring her back and give her a substantial role. Somehow integrate her back in with the crew. Well, do it if it's do and it if, if the story's it works, there. Yeah. But I feel like Gail's done. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if we got Gail back. I if don't we see do, need to. If we do, then I could see that being the case, that she is killed. killed. Yeah. All right. That was Scream 6. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on our Facebook page to see what we cover next. I believe it's Scotty Atkins. Yes. And I um I found a Scotty Atkins on Netflix. Yeah. Isn't that the one we're watching? No, it was called a something about him being in prison. Abandonment or something. That's like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one we're watching? Oh well, look that. Whatever. Because I'll... I've also just uh, kicked off a Scotty Adkins uh, marathon film on SBS called Ninja. Ninja. All right. Well, one something with Scotty Adkins in it. Yeah. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.